welcome to What's the Tea. I'm Nick Jew. And I'm R to the Edgy. Oh, I was supposed to say, he's R to the Edgy. And she forgot the intro. We I, just made it last we did just week. Make it <laughs> we did just make it up. And here we are. Here we are. And the person struggling to contain their laughter is our special guest. Uh, what's up, Thomas? Uh, that's correct. Uh, I was struggling to contain my laughter. I apologize. Uh, greetings and salutations. I was going to come on here and be like, hello, can I please speak to Michael? This is the waitress from the diner on 39th and Lennox. Well, I was like, who wants to speak to Michael? But I- <laughs> the waitress on from the diner on 39th and Lennox. The one with the braids. Yes. You know, the one with the braids. Mm hmm. My manager be telling me I always got to use hot water, but I put some milk and cream in, in your hot chocolate because I think you're kind of sweet. Because you look kind of sweet. Like, uh, excuse me, did you just call me a gay slur, bitch? I want to know how Alicia is being attacked for most deaths culinary choices. Because everybody First of like, all, get that man hot chocolate with grits and fish or whatever. That's what he ordered. She said, you always order the special with the hot chocolate. Not, I give you the special, you order it. Well, she put the cream in the hot chocolate. He might be thinking it's regular, or milk. He might be thinking it's regular Swiss Swiss Miss, Swiss Swiss Miss with the water. Going back to his Mm -hmm. office, pulling up that motherfucking bathroom every fucking Tuesday. I hope he has a private restroom. I mean, his he had a, a suit and his cufflinks shining all bright, so he must. Yeah, his office is in a fictional location because 39th and Lennox do not, not intersect. <laughs> you know, I got one as soon as I came to New York City. I mean, hey, y'all, we are going to do a show, but fuck y'all. <laughs> um, the first time I came to New York City as a, after that song came out, I was trying to look for 39th and Lennox, and I was like, no. It don't make no goddamn sense. No. Come this on, don't make no goddamn sense. Yeah, there is no 39th and fucking Linux. Yeah, you up, no. baby. That number's too low. <laughs> that number is too low. <laughs> and there's no coffee shop on 139th and Linux. Like, it's just. No, there's not. Everywhere. It is. And also, if you worked somewhere where you needed to wear a suit, why are you going all the way up there for lunch? Where are you working that's taking you all the way up there? <laughs> that's going home, baby. You going home. Uh, he's got a complex occupation. Maybe, maybe he lived up there and he would go there for mm. breakfast before he went into the city. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Or Come on, dramaturgy. And he was commuting into the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dramaturgy is one of the many services I offer that people need to put some respect on my name because I will do some mm-hmm. research. There is a whole ass collegiate degree for right. the study of the dramatic arts. Yes. Hanging up in mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. um, I don't have one of those. I don't have one of those. Child bitch, me neither. <laughs> wow, how uneducated. <laughs> Get me well, you know, you know, the reason they call the police 12 is because 9 plus 1 plus 1 is 12. Every single child left behind. Every single one. I'm like, sorry, sorry, audience. We talk about things that, that are in the group chat <laughs> on Maine. We talk about the group chat on Maine. Our listeners listen to, you know, Twitter.com. Um, mm-hmm. So we 
invited Thomas here because, you know, as a, a, a journalistic uh, news media outlet, we wanted to have a special guest with Jermaine Knowledge to speak about um, the really um, the sort of shocking passing of two queer fashion icons. Uh, but we're going to get to that in a minute. We ain't going to start the shit with some sad shit, okay? That ain't this motherfucking program. So, Thomas, what's the tea? What's up? What's going on? Uh... Okay, what is the tea? Well, you know, it's 2022. We are out here, uh, black and in living color. Um, that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> the, 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 oh, <laughs> Joe Biden, Joe Byron, call Steve Ducey a stupid son of a bitch today. And I mean, I, I, it's it's funny to me. Lot. It's funny to me. It's funny to me. No, that's why it's funny to me. Who is Steve Ducey? Steve Ducey is a reporter from, uh, and I use that term very loosely, um, a reporter from a news outlet. I also use that very loosely, with which some people might be, uh-huh, uh, an outlet some people might be uh, familiar with uh, called Fox News. I believe that's what it's called. I don't really I haven't heard of deal. it. No, 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 I don't believe in Rupert Murdoch nor anything that he owns. So I, um, I don't traverse yeah, in that in that foolishness. People are going to attack him for saying that and call him unprofessional and unpresidential, like the other motherfucker wasn't on the microphone calling Mexicans all types of shit, and you know, literally call African countries chills. entire countries. He talked about one man who has a repeated documented history of asking the stupidest <laughs> questions on record <laughs> like and i i saw the tweet that i personally love was, was someone said jen Psaki has been holding her tongue trying not to call steve doozy a stupid son of a bitch for Wait. 10 months joe joe biden took a uh, uh took one for the team for his entire team having to deal with fucking steve doozy fuck steve doozy eat a dick <sighs> oh wait can i cuss on here sorry Bookmarks to see if I had any political news this week. I do not, unfortunately. I that's I, the political news. Steve Ducey is a stupid son of a bitch. That's not news, baby. That's just calling today a data in and a why. Oh, I do because um, what his name? Um, Who? Clarence Thomas? No. Oh, well, actually, what a name, Jimmy? Oh, ugly ass. Oh, on motherfucking Salt Lake City? No. Uh, also, uh, Clarence Thomas' wife, Virginia, yes, Virginia, uh huh. Uh, she up here writing love notes and shit on Facebook to the fucking insurrectionists. She funded buses, mm -hmm. they ass up here, and he needs to rec recuse his ugly ass up off of everything involving January 6th. I mean, you know. <laughs> was only a word that ugly people use. Well, then he should be quite familiar. <laughs> he, he should be quite familiar. With ethics. And so he's not he's not that mm. He will mm. not be refusing himself. And it's going to be real fascinating to see what documents come out with his wife's name on them. Well, and his. Let it burn. I mean, I do... Let um, the chopper spray. Quite frankly, let the chopper spray. I I have been encouraged by um, some things that have happened this weekend, like 
Aaron Rodgers did boycott the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did do that. Brady also has other engagements mm-hmm. on that Sunday. Novak Djokovic won't be able to go to Australia for the next couple of years. Like, white men are really getting their checks refunded for insufficient funds. I love it. And mm-hmm. I feel like maybe this might this might be the year, bitch. It was New Gingrich, who I thought was dead. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not. I'm surprised he's not. This, I don't know if I'm The old. evil niggas never die. I don't know if I'm old. I know. But like every time someone has died in the past couple of weeks, with the exception of Betty White, I've been like, I really did not know that it was still with us. That's a, that's a frequent text message I get from I you. Know it was still with us. Nick Jew out here killing living people, talking about. No, it's not killing them. It's just she just didn't know that they were still alive. Cartier was still with us. That yep, that, that was the most that, recent one. You, okay, so like I am 137 years old. When you say the name of a fashion house, I assume that the person the whose dead. name on it been mm. dead. <laughs> been dead. Which, quite frankly, as somebody as the the guest fashion expert, I guess that's why I'm here. I mean, I'll say resident, resident. Yeah. Re- oh, okay. I have wow. Navy nigga, so you right. know, no, it ain't me. Uh, thank God the tape, the footage is not going to be released of this. <laughs> but that's a that's a great rule of thumb. Any name that you, Moet Hennessy and Louis Vuitton, been dead for a long time, <laughs> hundreds of year of years. <laughs> There's not a single Gucci at Gucci. Uh, Where's Celine at? Celine with us? That's not even a person. No, the person who started the label Celine was not named Celine. See, that's false. So, Before we move back to, to round out the political set, yeah, yeah, yeah. Newt Gingrich said that people serving on the J6 committee are going to go to jail if Republicans take over Congress the next election. Mm-hmm. Like, I mm-hmm. think it's just funny to your nigga. That it's galling, actually. It's galling. It is galling that the the niggas talking about lock her up seven years ago are the only niggas who've gone to jail. Right. And Newt Gingrich ought to thank his fucking lucky stars that he's not in jail. I'm sure some if somebody keep digging. Yet, I also think it's galling, appalling, and falling to your wow. nigga that the mm-hmm. same people seven years ago who was like fuck your feelings Trump 20 forever are the same niggas who are like ooh actually can we remove Beloved from the high school library because just stories about black people make me feel uncomfortable about myself can we remove anything by Ta-Nehisi Cotez because I just I don't I don't I think between the world and me is triggering about my well, see the, the critical race theory shit is a Trojan horse that the smart Republicans came mm-hmm. up with so that it would trickle down to shit like banning black people's books and then eventually taking our rights but you know people are mad because of their student loans that they're only getting four tests so that's okay they're just gonna let these motherfuckers take over like Virginia is literally 40 years behind overnight 
Now you got this, y'all wanted Joe Byron to do all these damn executive orders and shit. That's not how you're supposed to govern. Like you got it, it's called separation of powers, nigga. Like it's a clause in the first article of the constitution for a fucking reason. Now you know they, they didn't take civics. They they didn't take that. Whose fault is that? Y'all better get uh, George Bush ass. That's not only every me. to circle back every single child. Left That's not only see That's see it all comes back. It's all full circle. Was, <laughs> it's I'm, referential. I'm a, I'm a state school dropout, and I learned that shit. Okay. And I'm all not right. Funny, but like disconnect the call. Complaining about the mail, but now you're mad that they're not going to send the test via the mail too. Like, I'm, I don't understand. So like, I know that there are people who do not have the internet, but mm-hmm. of those people, how many of those people also do not have a smartphone with a Wi-Fi connection? Because I ordered my mama's test from my phone. And, and, and the federal government has given the states billions, 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 billions. Coordinate local efforts to get their citizens tested and whatnot. Can so, you name the states? Ron and Christy Noem aren't spending that money on that. They're too busy trying to tell white people that if you learning history uh, hurts your feelings, you don't have to do it. Can you name your district representative? Yes. Can you name me the elected judges in your district that you didn't know was elected? Right. But everything a few of them. And Kamala is simultaneously not doing anything. But also fucking everything. But everything is her fault. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, whatever. But like, so four tests is not enough. They didn't consider people who lived in apartment buildings. And like, I get it. But people are acting like this is the only way to get a test in America. The, oh, they don't want to spend... A- they don't want to spend no money on that. I mean, if, I, you, have, if you have a job, which is not a a, a small number of people, unemployment, unemployment is historically is, low right now. Uh, they will reimburse your test. I have but, not yeah. spent a red Maya Angelou quarter on a single test, nor uh, oh yeah, test or test. This whole motherfucking pandemic. I had to spend one hundred fifty dollars, but I got it reimbursed. And this was before the whole thing came out that your job was going to reimburse. I honestly don't remember. I, I, I know that sounds extremely first world, but of the times that I've been tested, I don't remember if I had to pay for them. I know where I went. I just don't remember if I had to pay for it. And and like I also think, and y'all know that's my girl. That's my that's my friend. That's my parent. Uh, I'll defend. <laughs> I just love that word so much. I'll, I'll, I'll commit to using it incorrectly. Um, I'm going to defend uh, our first female vice president till the fucking tongue fall out of my mouth. But it's all these niggas talking about, it's so snarky talking about Google it. Nigga, you use Google to do every fucking thing. She was trying well, to- Also, it's a fucking resource. It's a fuck. It is literally a resource. It's a resource. 
like at this point, the government, the U.S. government, should just subsume Google and make it a public utility because, like, anybody, what's what's MSN search engine? I mean, if Views. they gonna if they gonna make this shit free for everybody, okay, what they should do, like the other fucking developed nations where you could get Wi-Fi in a public place. But the problem is those nations are ethnically homogenous right. and don't have to worry about niggers getting access to their public they have, utilities. But they have caste systems. They have poor people. Don't they hate their poor people like we hate ours? Yes, but we have we have the illusion and the the fantasy of social upward mobility so like you could get you a Meghan Markle's uh, (laughs) in this country and you can't in other countries and they really just hate the idea of having to open up the door for a color. But there's so many more poor white people. We're not but you know that's that's neither. I think that this country has fumbled their handling of COVID in many many ways um, but I, I feel like the we're all tired, we're all annoyed, everybody's frustrated, we're ready to be done with this shit. And so like the easiest person to blame is the president. But it's like mm-hmm. we just had a person in the office who was like trying to be the king and shit, and people got a taste of that and now they want this motherfucker to try to be the king and shit. But like it wasn't okay when he was doing it, it shouldn't be okay for you to want Joe Biden to do it. It's frustrating because like Joe, as a person who is a career politician, and I I have, actually they're not complicated or nuanced feelings at all, but like you should not Fair. have, you should not be, there should be term limits for every job in public service. I don't give a fuck at your mother. Um, but Joe believes in good governing and good governing mm-hmm. means using all like, because, listen, if you want to have a king, then deduct my fucking taxes because I'm not paying for Matt Gates's motherfucking salary, which I'm doing. I'm not paying for motherfucking salary, which I'm fucking doing. I'm not and pension, which is for life. I'm fucking doing. Mm-hmm. All of that is true. But see, the converse of that is you they, they want to compare to other nations in these instances. You're not paying the taxes that Sweden is paying, darling, to, to oh, get what Sweden has. You're not paying those. Because if you, if you, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. Not even if you close. saw those, not even close. If you saw those marginal tax rates in Sweden, you, you these motherfuckers what would kill over and die. Out of my it's, it's, it's more than that. It's more than that. Yeah, I mean, like, so, they don't care. They have no problem. right. They the, that's the that's that's the that's what comes with it. Right. But these the these are the people who would liberty and justice and freedom you to death and be like, oh, I'm not. I'm. I, this is entirely too much. This is outrageous. I'm not paying this. Okay, but then now you don't get any of these things. So this is what this is what comes with that. This is this is. The price so of that. I I hope the wish I wish. I wish. I wish. I wish. So, I wish because like literally play any press I mean, they stopped doing press conferences the last fucking year and a half of the administration anyway. So play the press play any motherfucking press conference ever. Like Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. He, he doesn't come from a fucking reputable outlet. Get the fuck out of my face. Fuck that nigga. Um, mm. So. Yes. We that was that. Was, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about let's talk about the fashions. Who is this wonderful person having a fashion show with no fashion? Um, 
How dreadful. So how dreadful. Tom, Thomas, we are the the microphone is yours. Uh, yeah, eulogize okay. for for the people that don't know how important Eulog- Thierry and Andre not, was to the world. Not eulogizing. <laughs> I really wish that I could be the title of the show, but you know, I do. You can um use nines or something or stars. Or just say eulogize these I-N-W-A-R-D-S. Yeah, because uh, when Steve Jobs died, they started letting more cuss words through in the title, so it wouldn't it wouldn't stop you from saying Ooh, okay. But I don't want you to write actual niggas because it's on Spotify. I'm going to so. say eulogize these N-words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Thomas. The doors are this week. You ain't been in one for a while. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, I might combust. Um, <laughs> ooh, got a little warm. Uh, this week, the fashion world and creative world at large uh, suffered two significant losses. Um, the loss of longtime uh, talking head, media impresario, tastemaker, culture yes. maker, um, encyclopedia knowledge haver, Andre Leontali, and impresario designer. Uh, savant, creative, Manfred Terry Mugler, both passed at the age of 73, um, which is ironic. They, yeah, they were both 73 years old, 73 years old. Um, uh, known in the worlds for very different things. They did very different things. Mugler being a designer um, with a very distinct silhouette, known for using and combining uh, different media to make his silhouette um an exaggerated feminine silhouette but like would take the front of a motorcycle and use the headlights as the breastplate pieces and the mirrors to come off the shoulders and like flames to accentuate um and just a a true artist um, and creator i don't know what that is um but the reverend dr maddie (laughs) morphosis luther king King Jr. jr Oh, okay. Um, I the still don't first, know what that is. That's uh, uh, Maddie Parks, the first <laughs> cisgendered uh, male, straight male, on RuPaul's Don't forget race. white. <laughs> well, you asked me. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. I'd, I'd, I'd like to continue the ignorance. <laughs> Ignorance being bliss here, I'd like to to, to continue. Um, and uh, so, uh, uh, Mr. Talley passed um, on the 18th. So, uh, last Tuesday, so it's been about a week. Uh, Mr. Mugler, uh, just yesterday, or which was Sunday, um, the 23rd. Uh, so these are like within five days of each other. Um, more like relatively more recent the world has you know like there have been outpourings of uh mourning and celebration and of, of both of their lives um and you know it's one to be very transparent um which is not something that i do but one was uh more effective on me than the other um being uh a black boy from a place where having a career in fashion isn't necessarily a thing. Um, Andre is kind of a possibility model or was always kind of a possibility model for me. 
Um, he went to an HBCU like I did. He went to NCCU at the same time as my Aunt Betty did. And she used to tell me how she saw him on campus and how he was always dressed on campus. Um, and he grew up. North Carolina. Right. Mm -hmm. He was born in D.C., but he grew up um, in, in, in North Carolina. Um, and had, his Southern upbringing was something that was very constitutive of who he was and something that he took with him. He, um, from NCCU, went to Brown uh, and got a master's in French, which, which at the time, who had a master's in French who from an Ivy League institution. Exactly. Um, and for me, uh, my best friend went to Brown and I almost applied to RISD. Uh, so like it was just like w growing up, there were just a lot of things that really hearkened my mind to to Andre. And of course, his legendary career at Vogue and interview in WWD and just all of the places of record and note and his encyclopedic knowledge of fashion and fashion history and silhouette and quality uh, and design and luxury and just being able to speak to um, anything from the Battle of Versailles to uh, Dolce & Gabbana's 1991 collection to uh, making reference to Mugler, just like he just was that person. Um, and hearing, having, I've had the chance to read a number of his works and um, his documentary is one of my favorites, uh, The Gospel According to Andre, it's on Hulu. So like you can, it, it, yeah, I'm it. sure. Last year, year before last, it was so good. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's it's a truly a loss. Uh, I never, I, I unfortunately didn't get the chance to meet him in person, but I, the effect uh, that he, and influence and inspiration that he was and had and is uh, will endure forever. Um, did you read everybody? I, I did. I, I did. How did you feel? I, um, I. It's what I expected from her, which doesn't. It's it's not a bad thing. It's it's. Yeah. She she spoke to what she wanted to about their relationship, and gave the audience and readers a glimpse into it. But I know that she is keeping a lot of that for herself, which I would too, yeah. quite frankly. So um, kind of a controversial, maybe falling out. Um, and I know that he has spent like the last years of his life kind of fighting for his property and like mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. having a great deal of money. So a lot of people like outside of the industry are like, she owes him like, she needs to send him home, right? Like, what do you feel about all that? Which I don't think that she won't. I don't. I don't think that's a question. I, it, from what I understand, um, the rift had been or was close to being repaired. Uh, he had said some things in public recently that were um, very kind about and to her and their relationship. Um, like the last things that he that he said and and uh, the most recent things. So yeah, I I don't imagine that she will, I don't have the impression that she, that anything, there's any bad blood or that anything disparaging will continue to come out. Um, and I agree. Um, and I don't think that anyone needed to tell her that she needed to do that for him. I don't, I don't think that that's something that needed to happen. Um, there's like a lot of stuff. I would hope that the industry would come together and make sure that he has a very, you know, a homegoing fitting for for his taste. 
Uh, yeah, and and a legend. Um, and the I, I'm not sure where it, the res, what the resolution was on the property. It was kind of a complex situation. He um, had gotten a loan from two people who uh, were running the Manolo Blahnik business at the time, um, and with with whom he had a longstanding relationship. And one of them has subsequently passed. Um, and that was the person to whom he was most like closest. So I imagine that because that part, and it was like all, these were probably handshake agreements. Right. Um, and with, like he said, as an understanding of that he was paying towards ownership. And then once uh, Mr. Malcolmus um, passed, I imagine that legalities became more complex because there was no one there to speak to what the situation was. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just, it's always a mess, and it's also right. Of like, who is this black man with not a ton of wealth to speak for himself in this case? Exactly. So, I mean, it's just it's it's a sticky situation, and and the world doesn't know probably a modicum of the truth of the matter, and nor should they because it's not their business. It's not their exactly. business. So, um, I hope that everyone will honor what they said Andre was to them. Um, in terms of Mr. Mugler, I don't really, obviously they're two different circumstances. He had kind of like, not evolved, but like had gone to a different life um, in the most recent years. He wasn't really designing much anymore. Um, He was kind of- It's been years since he's been designing. Yeah, yeah, for his own own brand. Yeah, brand. Um, And he he would come in and consult on a few things like he, most recently, uh, and at the 2019 Met Gala, worked on that um, the wet look dress that that uh, Kim Kardashian wore. Uh, Beautiful. She looked like it, it, it looked like it was poured on. And it and it was in the construction. And it was it was wearable art. And it was camp. And it was the theme. And it was the reference. And it, it that's. Uh, but he had, had gone into like bodybuilding and kind of like body modification. He had been in a number of accidents. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, he had, yeah, he had a motorcycle accident. And then like, instead of just reconstructing, he told the surgeon, you know, like, do do whatever. It's, it's, your, it's, it's art. I want to be art. Um, in that same eccentric line of, of the way that he created. Right, exactly. Uh, so I mean, both are significant losses, and uh, both will will both be missed. Um, like I said, one is kind of a like a light has kind of gone out, but for me um, personally, uh, in terms of, but will, the legacy will always remain. And the other is is, is truly a loss of, of a creative genius. Uh, both are creative geniuses. Uh, but you know, what do you? As a as a person, like you like you said, you called Andre a possibility model, and I agree. Like, absolutely showed black boys of all walks of life, from all corners of the world, that they could live and dress and, and be. Like, what? How would you like to see his legacy carried on? Whether it's through Vogue or or wherever else. Like, because he touched so many corners of like pop culture, like. How would you? Yeah. How do you want to see his legacy carried forward? I, I think it's. 
I, that's a, a an interesting question um, in that I think that everybody who he inspired will carry forth in the way that they would they would have hoped that he would have wanted in terms of um, the huge uh, black creative class of uh, black fashion creative class the, the stylists the editors the right yeah um, everybody from um, uh, Jason Brembert and Apuja Kalu and Jason Bolden um, and just the people who have the knowledge and appreciation for the subject matter, just carrying forth and continuing to excel in their respective paths, I think is the best way to honor his legacy. And just to know- Though they're not like personal friends of yours, I that's then you're they're not personal. Well, they're not all they're personal not, friends. They're getting offline they, on the microphone now. They there are uh, they are all. Is a <laughs> oh, I have to drink now, right? I got to drink. I have to drink. I have to drink. Without fucking talking about that shit, I, I had to drink. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that, that's the rule. Is that that's the rule, right? I had to I had to drink. I Got it. Cool. It. Um, and the, <laughs> to, to to be clear, all of those people are not necessarily personal friends of mine. There are some I have had the good fortune of working with all of them, but um, that that is a a like I think that that's the best way to to honor Mr. Talley's career is to continue to excel and um. And and be that for the next generation, um, and and the the law roaches of the world, who is not a personal friend, just to to, to clarify. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, like those people who have an intrinsic and distinct knowledge um, and command of the subject matter and expertise, uh, I think that's the best way because that's what that's what Mr. Tally was. He was excellence in fashion. Um, and excellence in culture and 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 knowledgeable and skilled and precise um, and commanding. And I think that that is the best way to continue to to honor him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I um, over the pandemic, uh, right, we're still in the fucking pandemic. Over 2020, uh, I had been doing a lot of research. I was sort of consulting on a, pro- like on a, on a, a project and uh, Mr. Tally was like the prototype for one of the characters and I watched his documentary like mm. a couple of times and I just remember it's 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 a thing that gets lost like how burdensome it is to be the first person to sort of revolutionize a white space mm-hmm. um, and how how many like invisible scars he carried with him being oh, yeah. and and also too like the ways in which he tried to make all the spaces he entered blacker but like they didn't necessarily get blacker um <laughs> i mean like there you know like there are more black creatives who have had to like go outside of the traditional institutional fashion mm-hmm. routes to achieve like I would even say success, acclaim, and notability that transcends the industry, but mm-hmm. like the pain of living most of his career as like the only one. Um, I, I, mm-hmm. I have so much 
admiration not just for his like peerless skill and taste and intellect but for his grace um and for his you know just like patience and humility because i don't got it bitch i would say but you know the, the, that's the thing about our forefathers is that was what was required right. it yeah. was what was what was required so that they could continue to be in that space and possibly not be like i'm sure the first time that he ran into a stephen burroughs or a willie smith those were like moments of unrequited joy, like unbridled joy for all three of them. I can't imagine like the three of them in the, in the same room and just like th- that. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall, but like those are like I can name three prevalent black men of that time in fashion, and that's I don't know that there were many more. Um, and so that's I mean, but fortunately. We are in a time and space where I can't now. I can't name the number. There, there's, there are so many, um, fr- from like the the aforementioned to your Edward Enenfolds, um, who is another possibility model for for all of us. Uh, like it just, this is the, this is the path carved. Yeah, I definitely saw some like unkind sentiment before he passed about him like, you know, wanting to be up around all those white people and this, that, and the third. But it was like, I don't, I never, I never got a vibe from him of wanting to be like a Highlander or like uh, ever denying or not celebrating his blackness or blackness in general. It's one of the things I super hate about social media. It's just like people project onto other people and you have an idea about a certain Mm -hmm. kind of person and you think, that this person fits into that mold. And I never once saw Andre as like a bus PR. No. <laughs> no, he, and if you did any like modicum of research on him, his greatest influence was his grandmother, who was right. a, a Southern black woman and a cleaning lady at Duke. And who's like, he talked about in his memoirs, her first rule, like her number one rule was no white people in her house. Like she, he said that the only, white person in her house was the coroner. The first one who came in was the coroner. So like, I don't think that he ever, one, I don't think he had the luxury of mistaking who he was and what he looked like. This was not a a small, meek, unnoticeable man. Um, At all. And he was a, a man of, of, of stature uh, and embraced that and like you were going to see him coming regardless. So I imagine that if he knew you were going to see him coming, he was going to make sure you had something to look at. And he always did. And I also appreciate, and again, like the, as a person who has very limited, uh, very limited experience with fat, like on a firsthand knowledge of fashion, all of the, all of the things that I've read or seen of him when he's around other black people. Like I, I do Mm -hmm. think there is sometimes this, um, <laughs> I'm not going to say that on the microphone um, there is sometimes a tendency of like I achieved so I'm going to be harder on you than everybody else will be and like he didn't and he didn't do that and I, I saw that him encourage the aesthetic like the the differing black aesthetics of each of the black creatives that he, that he encountered because mm-hmm. it was like well if this is your reference 
And he was smart enough about every fucking thing else to be mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not what these bitches see, but this is what I see because you're thinking about this, 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 that, and the other. Keep doing this and go and like and be great. And and I love that he didn't try to like sanitize or mute or or distill or any of that shit to other people. And I just like it's like you said, a light is gone and I hope that we continue to walk in the path that he carved for us. I, I do too. And I think, you know, the one thing that people tend to forget is that, especially in the age of instant uh, access and instant gratification, that you don't see everything that is happening. And, and, neither, and you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. And what I have appreciated about the tributes to him is you see people, um, Naomi Campbell and Kamora Lee Simmons posted pictures of them with him from the early 90s 80s from when they were little little kids all the way up and through 2019 2020 of them like him being around them and and together and in concert and in community with them um same with tyra banks uh, like the i there's there's no sense that i got that if you were black and came across his path in in, in that world that he wasn't pushing you and they all said that like thank you for championing my career thank you for pushing me forward like Naomi Campbell said that he encouraged her to um, write the letter to Anna Wintour that got her on the cover of the September 1988 issue of Vogue and if you don't know she was the first black woman to be on the September cover of Vogue that very year so I that to me says alone that anybody who would think that he wasn't right like you just, you you just don't you don't know what you're talking about right yeah. you know people like to do, do this without, <laughs> without doing this and like vice president Harris said to come full circle again google it google it, 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 it. I mean, or you could just ask my friend's husband who's a virologist like what? Uh... <laughs> oh, I gotta drink again. I gotta drink again. I gotta drink again. I gotta drink again. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the tea, Nick Jew, with your hate mask? Um, well, we gotta roll into the sports because we don't have long left on this here evening. Um, I saw a football game yesterday. A whole one. <laughs> Wait, why? Why did I put a game on with no one in the house? Me by myself. I cut the football game. Which one did you watch? It was something in the water. And uh, so I saw the Chiefs. Um, Bills. I saw the Chiefs Bills game because uh, my roommate is from upstate and he was rooting for the Bills. But it was a very good game. I was very sorry for oh. him. And you know that we we like him as a person. <laughs> so that's. But it was a. <laughs> right. It was, it, but it was, a, it was a good game. Yeah. So that happened. And uh, bye, Ashy. Uh, Which one? Karen Rogers. Both of them. Both uh, of them. Ro Rogan. Uh, Marjorie Taylor. Marjorie Taylor. Green Bay Packers. Uh, mine, the one that I came up. I with, need to Info Warren Moon. Mm-hmm. 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 Bye, Maga. <laughs> they down. They down to the Mar-a-Lago. You know that's where they are. Bye, but look, how, 
I just have one question. What is How do you form your mouth to say you are being silenced in a 28-minute interview on the largest sports platform on the fucking planet? On the fucking planet. On ESPN. You're you're being silenced. They're silencing you on ESPN? Make it make sense. They let this man host Jeopardy. I am bereft. Him and they got a thing for the anti vaxxers, honey. But she wouldn't. She amended those statements. She amended. I I have country for Maya. We can talk about that later. But she uh, amended because the bitch got a job that she probably needs to be vaccinated to go to. She is. is, And and fully. And told people to go. (laughs) She got Big Bang Theory monies. She fine. Um. The but yeah yes I, I saw the entire Chiefs Bills game and the end of the uh, Trumper Bay game. How is it that Colin Kaepernick ain't put on a motherfucking football jersey in damn near the better part of a fucking decade because he wanted to kneel for uh, racial justice? But this nigga talking about, well, I don't know if Joe Biden is the actual president of the United States. And he just gets to say that? And, and the NFL was going to consider moving the Super Bowl because of Los Angeles' vaccine requirements? Roger Goodell has lost the entirety of his mind. Yeah. So you're trying to tell me that if this nigga would have made it to the Super Bowl, they would have moved it to, like, Florida again? Well, this Who, is... It, I uh, so this is my uh, sportsing reporting that I'm doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So potentially this year, for the second year in a row, have a home team hosting the Super Bowl. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Because right, and it was in Florida in 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't give a fuck about the 49ers. Like, fuck them as a staff, a record label, and a crew. But I'm glad that they understood the assignment. Took out the trash. Yeah, took out the trash. And now we get the Battle of California. That don't have shit to do with me that I do not care about. I hope they both lose. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't have beef with the Rams. So, like, go and Dale Beckham Jr. Yeah, I, I'm out at this point. Like, I saw the game, and you know, I was actually surprised at my grasp and understanding of everything that was going on. It's not very hard to understand until they start calling shit uh, catches, and you'd be like, okay, so what's that? Now, I was, that, I was like, now listen, don't ask me to explain a safety, but I can give you the very basic rules of what's supposed <laughs> like, to happen. Yeah. Like, I uh, receivers are on any play besides the wide receiver and the running back but I got you like I understand the, the game of American football advance down the field score you get all the chances to move you it get, to the yard mm-hmm, there you go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that was it That's my it. hey boo is um Andel Beckham Jr. okay and I know his name is Andel Andel take it easy on me uh, Thomas, you got a hey boo? Yes, my hey boo is Felix Oje Aliasim. I probably stole Reggie's. Uh, sorry, oh well, he'll deal. Um, uh, Felix is a 21. Right. <laughs> a 21 year old Canadian tennis player. Um, he has a West African father. Um, 
and so obviously he is a player of the diaspora. Uh, I said, said that for that same reason. But anyway, Felix is in the quarterfinals of the Australia Open, for which uh, Novak Djokovic was not able to participate. Who cares? Um, but Gosh. hopefully, yes. So this is the second. This is Felix's second Grand Slam where he has made it to at least the quarterfinals. Um, third. third, it is. It, it oh, wow. third. Uh, he is the youngest player in the top ten on the ATP tour uh, by far, uh, and it is had had a great breakout year last year, and hopefully will continue the steam. So, go Felix. Um, he he gonna run into a little bit of trouble in these matches, but it's go it's gonna be okay. He we've made it through yeah, so far. Playing the octopus. I don't know. You know. I, I'm, a, I'm a watch, but I'm nervous, bitch. I every time I see that man play tennis, I get upset. Because it does not make any sense. It makes sense. It doesn't. Make it doesn't make any sense. It, it does not make any sense. But he's very tall. He's very quick, and he hits the ball very hard. And that's kind of all. It doesn't need to look pretty. It just needs to. Be but I. I don't know that you can sustain that for for much longer. Oh no no. Okay. Well, you, did not, you did not steal my hey boo. So you okay. It's the Who is yours? Part. On the other side of the draw, uh, you know, <laughs> hey Rafa, you need to get the plugs fixed, bitch, because it's looking a little sparky. No, he just needs to cut it off. He just need to cut it off. He just need to cut also, it off. Also, Felix needs to go to a, a diaspora hair barber because uh, he need to get a curl spun. Because he I don't know nothing about that. He tired. <laughs> he he be on a tennis court. Well. <laughs> It is it it, it. it. he looked like he looked like a Nick Jew. Oh no, he looked like a Reginald. Yeah, Rafa Nadal made me look like season one Wendy, bitch. Oh, no. Oh. No. Well, uh, all right. People getting back to where they live on time. We are going to cut it short this week. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, as always, for having me. It's it's good to see your wonderful faces. Um, I'm gonna pretend like I don't talk to you all on 15 different platforms every all single day. day. Different platforms every day. all day, every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> That's right. I am business. I can be found minding my own business. Uh, on April 26th, you can find me at opening night of A Strange Loop on Broadway. Yeah. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to give Thomas, Thomas, trouble. Thomas, Thomas, how many minutes of the inner intermission? I'm going to... Thomas! I'm, first of all, I don't have those notes. Uh, th I, thankfully, it's not required of me. I'm going to get in trouble for saying that, but I am very excited for that show to come out uh, for yeah, so a number of reasons. reasons so many reasons. So many reasons. Seven, seven years reasons. worth. Seven reasons. Se seven seven years worth of, worth of reasons. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Sartorially Savvy, S-A-R-T-O-R-I-A-L-L-Y-S-V-V-Y, because Twitter is a hater and has a character limit, on Instagram at the same thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think Nick, you were supposed to say. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. 
But not today for you to try it, bitch. Bye.